Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go Here we go Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go This is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine I am Andy Dawson, pow 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 I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. Things are getting pretty serious in the world of Roy Race. We, I made a mistake last week. I should apologise. I pitched that this one was going to be that episode that we're all waiting for. I won't give away too many spoilers, but it's kind of not. It's still a few weeks away, but there is some very uh, dramatic and violent developments coming up in this mm. one. But uh, it's not quite what we were expecting yet so I apologise for that it is the 14th of November 1981 it's one of those weeks where Roy featured on the front cover of Roy the Rovers which was always a, always give you an added frisson when it dropped onto the doormat uh, at the top of the front page it says sign please Liverpool Sammy Lee now I can't remember what the sign please uh, feature was is it where a footballer commissions a sign to go in his garden or for his premises, or what? Or is it an analysis of autographs? Mm. I don't know. But this week, it's Sammy Lee of Liverpool. Pint-sized Sammy Lee. Um, 14th of November, 1981. Roy is on the front cover with a great big smile on his face, and he's signing autographs. <clears throat> Fans are all gathered around him with their autograph books. I love the little text box on. that they always have at the top which um, explains, you know... The story sets, so sets far. the whole thing in context, yeah. Which, when I was reading this to my son, if ever I attempted to read that at the beginning, mm. he would go, fucking ape shit. Don't what? Wait what's the point? We already know what's happening. Because you were just going it. from... You were reading a bunch of them in one go. Yeah, but sometimes you... Yeah, but we might not have read it in, since the previous night because we'd read it before bedtime. So I was yeah, just going, oh, let's have a little catch-up. No, it's a waste of time. Get straight into the story. <laughs> Get on with it. Read, 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 read. Always look forward, never backwards, Father. <laughs> but what I like... That's what you says, taught me. Uh, what I like it says here is that, although relegated to the second division, and I'm hoping the next slide is, Roy couldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> And was just, just getting on with his life as normal. Fucking right. first division, second division, first division, <laughs> makes no fucking odds. As long as the fucking paycheck lands at the end of every month, it makes no fucking difference to old Roy Race here. Although relegated to the second division, Roy had never been up here. Hey, the thing is, we're winning every week. Last season, we got relegated because we kept losing. This season, we're winning every week. It's fucking great. Precious off. I mean, I'd love it if we could somehow win every game. But then, 
not get promoted and somehow <laughs> yeah. conspire to stay in this division. We found our level. It's great. <laughs> but uh, it says, yeah, although relegated, they were unbeaten in the league despite off-the-field problems, and by God, there's a few of them which were building up for Roy during a home match against Northfield. Fanatical troublemaker Trevor Brinsden was publicly humiliated by Roy, uh, which, of course, we saw last week, and then thrown out of the stadium, allowing Rovers to storm on to yet another victory. And there we are. This is post-victory. Roy's there in the fantastic modern goaler sponsored kit with the uh, very very tight shorts it's very the definition of uh, uh, perhaps even a vagina between his legs have a look at that <laughs> got to some one of them designer vaginas <laughs> uh, fucking camel's toe it's all the rage <laughs> I went over to Hungary got it done it's a little sight it's a little sign to other people in my particular niche sex community <laughs> that, I'm, uh, that I'm involved in at the moment. Um, well, don't worry, I've still got my meat and two veg, but uh, I tuck them up between my bum. That's and, what I do. Uh, I take them up because it makes me more aerodynamic when I'm playing. Yeah. And I, I learned it's all about the tiny margins, elite level sport. <laughs> when I say elite level, second division, right? And um, I read in a journal of American sports <laughs> science that a lot of the lads out there doing the, you know, the American football and basketball and all that nonsense, right? <laughs> they find it better if they have forced vaginas inserted into themselves. <laughs> uh, it just gives them the little edge. It might it might be half a second advantage over your opponent, right? Who is letting his genitals, his male genitals hang out in, in a... No, and a and, or, you know, think about it. Think about gravity. <laughs> Right, it loads back. So I'm trying to get all the lads into it, but some of them are, are Guthrie. Needless to say, he's being a bit reluctant about the old thing. I may have to drug and force them to do it, but uh, we'll see. Blackie, At the moment, it's voluntary. Blackie misunderstood and actually had his penis removed, which was a real <laughs> shame. You know, it wasn't necessary for him to do that, but you know what Blackie's like. He always wants to show full commitment to me out of loyalty. He, he went and visited one of those uh, illegal backstreet penis surgeons and got it done. <laughs> He's got uh, a terrible infection ever since, but um, I still keep him in the first team because, you know, I feel I owe him that. <laughs> but honestly, it is fucking disgusting down there. He's shown me it more times than I care to mention, and it is really <laughs> horrible, oozing all sorts of stuff. Look what I, look what I did for you. <laughs> I fucking defiled myself. Defiled my human male body for you, Roy. I'll lay my body on the line for you, Roy. <laughs> and Roy, look, I've got a gift for you. Oh, fucking hell, what's this? I've pickled it in a jar. Me I put some member. brine in. I put some brine in out of a tin of hot dogs. And that's preserved forever. And you can stick that on your mantelpiece at home and it'll be a constant <laughs> reminder of old Blackie and how much you mean to him. <laughs> I'll right, keep the be... kiddies away from the fire as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, so Blackie. I, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate, you know, your heart's in the right place, but Penn's never going to fucking stand for me having your pickled penis. Up on the fucking mantelpiece at home. No way. Imagine that, that when her mum comes round to visit. How are we going to explain that away? 
Uh, so yeah, uh, he's signing some autographs there with the kids. Um, they're all looking happy. One of them says, uh, "What a team! Eight wins in our first eight league games." And someone else shouts, uh, "And Roy can still find time to sign a few autographs." Of course he fucking can. How's he not going to do that when he's a footballer? Never signed autographs. They always do it. Uh, Racy's the greatest. They they all yell. Mm-hmm. Uh, continued on colour pages inside. So there we are. That's just even the front cover. Nice. It's kind of one you'd cut out and put on your bedroom wall, I think. Yeah. Uh, into the story itself. Roy of the Rovers continued from front cover. Uh, Roy is marching through a gang of assorted waiting pressmen. And they're yeah. called pressmen. Pressmen. Here are the pressmen. Where are the pressmen? Answer our questions. Tell us it. Damn um, your race. Race. <laughs> Charlie Pigface of the of the evening's Telegraph here. Is it true, uh, as has been reported, that you travelled to Hungary in the international off season and, and had an, a, a, a female vagina inserted into your nether regions? <laughs> I refer you to the statement that was published by the club earlier in the week regarding my genitals. <laughs> I have no further comment to make on the matter. <laughs> one of them says Roy what's your reaction to the possibility of breaking the league record and uh, Roy says fuck, not mate. a lot <laughs> <laughs> not a lot mate fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I could not give two fucks it's fucking nailed on son just fucking watch <laughs> not a lot now if you'll excuse me lads and they go oh but we have many more questions <laughs> Uh, what an anti-climax one of them says what an anti-climax Roy seems to have forgotten the match already (laughs) and there Roy is heading towards a a strange man in a blue suit who appears to be carrying a briefcase now if we remember from the last episode the match finished and Roy looked up into the crowd and he saw this man in a blue suit who was waving a rolled up newspaper and he said there he is, waving a rolled up newspaper. It's the signal that he's got the information that I wanted. And as we said, maybe his phone call would have sufficed. Yeah. But no, he's appeared in the crowd and given him this signal. Very peculiar. And now, Roy's about to get the information. And the journalists came and go, <laughs> who's, who's the chap waiting for him anyway? <laughs> and that's it. Who's that nuts? Who's this mysterious individual, Roy, is in such an hurry to talk to? Ah, probably none of our business. We'll just fuck off. Yeah. Uh, Racy, is that the fella who you bought the fanny off? <laughs> is he the fanny merchant? <laughs> he looks a bit Hungarian. <laughs> anyway, I was saying it's a private conversation, so we'll leave you in peace. <clears throat> um, and it says the chap was Eric Palmer, who is a private detective. I wish that um, maybe they did do this, but I don't remember it. That Roy the Rovers, the comic as a whole, had uh, done a spin-off like story that was a weekly story mm. just about Eric Palmer. Yeah, and the, and the detective Eric Palmer, football detective, football detective, exactly. And the detective in he did, you know, it'd be yeah. great in and around the football world. We'll do that. Put it on the list. No, there, there actually is a book uh, that I am reading by one of the authors who writes the 
I'm reading it with Len. And he writes uh, the the modern day Roy Race reboots that we've t- talked yeah. about before. And um, <clears throat> he also does a series of books um, aimed at a similar audience that is about mm. a child football detective. No lie. Whoa. Yeah. Excellent. There's a series of them. And he basically, this kid, he's only 14, but he um, he's really into detective novels, you know. Mm. And uh, and so he, he's driven to try and do a bit of detective in himself. Uh, it's called Foul Play, and the author's Tom Palmer. And, uh, yeah, and so it's quite convenient because he goes out at night. It's quite bad, actually. I've had to tell Len, look, the stuff the kid does in this book, you shouldn't do it. It's quite mental, right? Because mm. the kid goes out at night because he's really into reading, you know, uh, all the sort of classic, whether it's like, um, oh, what's his name? Who wrote, you know, The Long Kiss Goodbye and all that stuff. Anyway, he's into reading all of these books. And so he decides he wants a detective. And the way he starts his detective in Korea is he just mm. goes out in the middle of the night when his parents are asleep when it's in the, in the mm-hmm. cover of darkness and he just fucking walks around the streets looking for people doing crimes and then he yeah. just fucking follows them and and takes photos and writes shit down in his notebook yeah yeah I thought yeah. Think, this is not good no, it's, no, for d- kids do not try this at home don't stuff, try it at home but the good thing is is that he's obsessed with football and whenever yeah. he goes out it just seems that he always un- unearths some sort of crime going on in and around his favourite football club yeah, <laughs> that's lucky, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I remember, I remember setting up a detective agency when I was a kid. I must have been about nine or ten. Yeah, and uh, used my dad's shed as the HQ. Yeah, but I didn't get any further than just putting a sign up. I did and it. T- I t- tidying a bit of space in the shed for like to be able to sit down in. I had. A, while I, was I did it, and I had a notebook. And um, yeah. what I did was I was on my BMX, and I followed a van. But it was just a van. There was nothing suspicious yeah. beyond the fact that it was a van. But whenever you saw shit on TV, like the Red Hand Gang or something like that, any kid detectives, yeah. bad shit seems to always go down in vans, right? It happened in vans, didn't kid- it? Yeah. Kidnappers, yeah. thieves, all the rest of it, they were always in vans. So I saw the first van I saw, I thought, right, I'm on to you, cunts. And I followed yeah. them for about two streets on my BMX or for as long right. as I could keep up. And in the end, they just got yeah. away and I grew bored. And I just jotted down some notes about the van, right? Yeah. And what I reckon uh, they were up to, number. where I saw it and stuff like that. But that yeah. was as far as I got with my detective in. Mm. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you think's a good idea, but it's, it's hard. There's a lot boring. of legwork involved yeah. in detective, isn't there? Sam yeah. Delaney, van detective. <laughs> <laughs> if you're driving a van in my area... Or when I say my area, in my road or one of the two adjacent roads, then you better know that I'm going to be hot on your case. For a very short period of time. (laughs) And then it'll be back to Dick Turpin. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be done, though. So Eric Palmer, private detective. And uh, Roy says to him, I saw your signal as we were coming off, Eric. You've got the information I wanted? Right here, Roy. And Roy looks in what can only be described as a dossier. Oh, that he's been I love a dossier. Oh, I love a dossier. That's a proper detective at work there. When you, when you, you know, you you progress from the notebook to the actual dossier. That's when you've made the grid. I love I it. Think. If ever anyone has handed me, and it hasn't happened often in my life, mm. I admit, like a 
a brown cardboard folder, loose leaf folder, yeah. just with yeah. papers inside of it. And even yeah. more satisfying is if I've compiled such a thing myself. I might do it later. Mm. I'll pick a subject Why and I'll not? do a dossier on it. Go out and just just follow some vans around for a bit on your Vespa. Yeah. And just, you know, make a dossier. Well, I picked my, my Vespa up yesterday, thanks to Lurks, you, the YouTube yeah, Vespa Yeah, did it go King. all right, did it? Fucking how I felt. I've, I've really felt so masculine. I was out oh, the fair. front early evening, lying down on the floor underneath the Vespa, yeah. on top of the Vespa, unscrewing things, screwing things in, creating at one point some dangerous electrical sparks as I just Whoa. mismanaged the fitting of the new battery. <laughs> The positive and the negative. Luckily, because I'm quite incompetent, the um, uh, the whole process took longer and required many more tools than it should have done. Um, because oh, right, the okay. way Lurgs does it, it's a fucking two-minute job. But the way, bosh, 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 the way bang, Delaney done. does it, it involved several trips back and forth to Halfords because I'd bought the wrong things, etc., <laughs> etc., et so and, and and by the end I had quite a lot of dirt on my I was wearing shorts I had dirt on my body and it's out the front so a lot of the other people in my street could see me doing it having a good look which is quite yeah. good right because the sort of people who live down my road a lot of them um, are uh, more sort of foundry type workers than me right yeah they work um, with their hands yeah and so sometimes I see them get mm. up in the morning go off in their vans or whatever in their mm. high vis gear and I think. Uh, they probably don't respect me because they can see that. They probably regard you as some kind of fop. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I'm the street fop. Right? A harlequin yeah. figure, almost. Oh, look at him titting about home all day where we're out at the crack of dawn down the Media fourth, concerns. The yeah. foundry. And he's titting about out there, right? <laughs> right. Takes the kids to school, then fucking goes back as a fucking cappuccino and does a fucking podcast, right? <laughs> So I really liked it because obviously I'm trying to be mates with everyone, but I'm concerned they regard me as the fop. So I, uh, mm. it was great being out front making a real song and dance of it. And at the end, mm. the feeling I had when I like fitted the battery, put all the stuff back in, and um, turned the key in the ignition and heard that mm. engine turn over and purr. And I said yeah. rather too loudly. Oh, listen to her purr, right? To myself, but quite loudly. And I was behaving like a man who had just built a vehicle from scratch, right? Or That's a what robot. I like. Because you see it, that thing where you turn it on and, and the engine turns over. And I really liked it. Was, yeah. I gave myself a really smug, satisfied nod, like, yeah. That's it, right? As if you, I was responsible for the functioning yeah. of this engine. Whereas literally all I've did done you, is change a battery. Did you just... Um, just gently stroke the seat or saddle or whatever it's yeah. called. And just go. That's my girl. That's my girl. Listen to that, purring like she was just born. Um, purring like a little kitten vespa. <laughs> then we washed it. Me and Lem washed it, and then I went for a few rides around the block on it, feeling so satisfied with myself. Yeah. Yeah. But see, didn't see any vans though. Didn't see any vans, but I will. I, I will take your advice, and I will go out van hunting Com- later on today. Pilot Give me something to do. Of course. While all the other the real internet. men are at work, I'll just be literally going round the block on a Vespa <laughs> looking for vans, like, pretending like to be child. a detective. I'm 45 years old and have nothing better to do with my day. Jalapeño. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeno. The internet and emails and such like, and PowerPoint presentations, they're. they're- Sort of did for the dossier, really, didn't they? I know it's As a, a physical shame. object. I yeah. would still if bring it, back the dossier. If I was paying anyone, I would insist on a dossier, like you know, a solicitor. Say you're moving house, right? Yeah. And you've got a yeah. solicitor, and the solicitor, the solicitor tried to say, "Well, I'm sending over a PDF." Yeah, I'll email I'll it over. Go, you, yeah. No, uh-huh. you fucking won't, mate. I'm paying, <laughs> cunt. and I listen, cunt. I want a dossier. <laughs> A what? A fucking dossier in a manila loose leaf folder. <laughs> I want it to have pictures, archive files, microfiche, typed yeah. up documents, the lot. Fucking dossier, mate. A real good mix of content yeah. in there, please. Yeah. I think we'll uh, we'll add the dossier to our list of things to be brought back alongside fingering and, um, and something else that I can't remember. Microfiche, mm. yeah. <laughs> A lot of overlap there. <laughs> Definitely. So anyway, uh, Eric Palmer's handed over the dossier and Roy has a look. He's got a very, very beatific smile on his face. A lot of satisfaction. Look at that. Look at his smile. And he <laughs> says, and it's just what I expected. This proves my cousin Arnie Meckiff hasn't changed one bit. He's, He's still cunt. an out-and-out villain. Thanks a lot, Eric. Now fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> the check's in the fucking post. What's he for? What's this got to do with Roy? Arnie Becker's doings are none of his concern. I know, it's just like, leave him alone. You fucking Lampard. Mm. Fucking grass. Uh, so, we don't really know how or why Arnie is still a villain. Well, I mean, we do. He's he's, he's selling uh, land that doesn't exist. But then Roy returns to the dressing room and there's Rover's square-headed general manager, uh, Ben Galloway. Always turns <laughs> up at times like this, doesn't he? Always yeah. turns up when there's fucking trouble. Well, there's trouble, yeah. And sure enough, Roy, Inspector Goodall would like a word with you about Trevor Brinsden. Good grief, says Roy. Don't say he's still causing trouble. And then immediately we get uh, (laughs) Inspector Goodall and there's a little uh, flashback sequence there in a cloud. And he's saying, I wouldn't be surprised, Roy. My men dumped him well away from the stadium, as you asked. (laughs) I want him dumped. And well away from the stadium. Fucking... This is what I ask. Put a pillowcase over the cunt's head. Drive him out somewhere (laughs) fucking weird. Right. Drop him off near a fucking roundabout ten miles out of town. Then I want you to spin him round eight times one way and eight times the other. Right. Then when he's dead dizzy, pull off the fucking bag and then jump in the car and whiz off. It's the only way to deal with these hooligans. (laughs) 
It's got to be eight times each way, though. No more, no less. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> um, so, they've, yeah, I don't know if this is like standard policing back then, but that's what they've done. They've dumped him well away from the stadium. Um, and then uh, Inspector Goodall says, it's what Brinsden said as they drove away that's got me worried. And he says... Brinsden's gone, tell Race I'll get him for this. The Rovers are my life. He can't stop me from watching them. <laughs> so he's issued a threat there, and the police have just done nothing about it. <laughs> They've oh, just driven off. Yes, um, uh, Mr Race, uh, we did what you asked. Uh, Brinsden did ask us to pass a message on to you. We've made a note of it here. He says, he will get you for this. The Rovers are his life and you can't stop him from watching them. Uh, it made no sense to us. Does that make any sense to you? Ah, oh, you should old bollocks. Thanks, lads. Now, when you he did says spin- get, get him, does he mean get in touch? We're not sure. Yeah, listen, um, I think I know what he means, but that does not sound like the words of a man who's just been spun eight times in both directions. Are you sure you did it? To the letter of my instructions, lads. It sounds very lucid to me. Listen, now listen, right. You know we're all pals from down at the lodge, right? I see. Listen, right. I've done you favours in the past, right? We've all done each other, and we all fucking seen each other doing some fucking, let's just say, some fucking weird shit at that lodge, right, over the years. You, Sergeant, in particular, right? So let's just say... We don't want to let each other down. We all have an obligation to one another in this brotherhood that we have formed, right? So if I tell you spin some cunt eight times both ways, you fucking do it. it to be done. <laughs> so Royce chatting away with Inspector Goodall. And Royce in the shower. This is that, that, that yeah. one that we looked at last oh, yeah. week briefly. His yeah. hair is all nice and flat and wet. Yeah. And he looks incredibly macho. Uh because the thing about Roy's hair usually is it really is blow-dried perfection, isn't it? It doesn't mm. look like I just got out of the shower and let it dry naturally. Because it, it's, it's got a centre parting. He's got on. a weird yeah. centre parting, but it's not curtains because the fringe isn't long. And it's sort mm. of bouffant. It's puffed up and really neatly parted down the middle. And this, to me, looks like a hairstyle that takes fucking hours to perfect every day. Yeah. Just a little side note there on Roy's hair. Because Roy's hair changes substantially over the years. I've got the 50s, the 60s and 70s Those, albums yeah. too. And uh, 50s yeah. and 60s, pretty standard, nice, kind of neat, short back and sides. 70s, yeah. it's very stylized, sort of a bob that looks again mm. like it's had the rollers on it because it sort of curls in at the bottom. It's the uh, the hairstyle of a rocker. Yeah, and it's it looks like he's, he's, he's properly had some curling tongs to it. But now in the 80s, it goes a step further. I don't know who he reminds me of, but he reminds me of someone. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Roy Race. It's unique. Yeah. There is no it's, other Roy Race. It's, 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 it's just Roy Race. This you know, no right? I like don't that. have any fucking style icons. I'm my own style icon, right? <laughs> this fucking haircut you won't see on any other cunt. And there'll be barbers up and down the old country with posters in the window saying, get the Roy race, five quid, right? Well, let me tell you that you're being ripped off because no cunt can recreate this style other than me. I and mean, Cliff Richards had a go, but... My personal stylist, Bernard, right, who visits my home and does it privately and is sworn to secrecy. <laughs> 
I know him from the lodge as well. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, Roy's having this chat with Inspector Goodall while he's in the shower. So there's a lot of familiarity there. This might be the kind of thing they do down at the lodge. Yeah. I don't know. And he's going. Uh, he's, he's got a sponge. He's sponging his arm. He's having uh, a nice sponge. sponging his own arm. Inspector Goodall's not sponging no. Roy's arm. Inspector Goodall's staying at a respectful distance with his arms folded, but it's still a very um, a comfortable conversation they're having. Yeah. And he says, so you think Brinsden is a dangerous fanatic, eh, Inspector? <laughs> <laughs> He's sort of Maybe saying you could have done something with about a that. chuckle as he's washing himself up. Dangerous yeah. tonight, did you say? Yeah, sounds about right. And then <laughs> this, and then it gets more homoerotic than it's ever got before yeah. in this comic. And he says, uh, "I guess you want to give me a spot of police protection." <laughs> <laughs> Cue wah wah guitar soundtrack and saxophone. Yeah. Can we get under the shower, big inspector? Can you imagine Blackie watching this from the other personal. side of the room? Oh God, yeah. What the fuck? Well, that, that fucking inspector poking his nose in. I think that's Blackie next to him to the right, and Blackie's just facing the wall, seething. Because <laughs> his, his hair's all down and all flat. I think that's Blackie. Blackie. He's just going. Blackie, the inspector's here to see me now. Turn round and face the wall for a minute, will you, so I can have a chat with him. I don't want you fucking... Blackie's crying. Blackie's crying if you, there. If you're going to cry, face the fucking wall and cry. I've told you that before, because <laughs> it's bad for Roy's team morale. Roy's just doing this. Roy's just doing this as a power play on Blackie. Yeah. And Blackie is crying his eyes out. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this line under my nose. I had my cock cut off for you, and this is how you fuck me. <laughs> if there's anyone that's going to give you personal protection, it'll be me, right? I'm so loyal, so devoted. <laughs> I'll die for you, right? I'll, you know that, I'll, don't you? I'll, I'll shadow you night and day. I'll sleep by your bed in a little basket like a dog. I'll listen to your breathing in your sleep. <laughs> get me a basket, Roy. Please get me a basket with a little pillow oh, in it. God. Have my name on it. Fantastic stuff. Uh, and Inspector Goodall says, just for a few days, Roy, a constable watching the house, that sort of thing. Roy's gone. That, sorry, Blackie's gone. Is that all? Just a constable watching the house? What if he goes in around the back? It's not good enough, can't you see? Ah, <laughs> uh, dear me. But Roy couldn't be persuaded. Uh, he's not having it. He's not having the protection. He says, if it gets around, the police are protecting me from Trevor Brinsden, Inspector. It'll make him into some kind of hero with his pals. Whereas he's just a cheap little lout. <laughs> and uh, Goodall says, just as you like it, Roy. <laughs> and Roy's driving through the mean streets of uh, Melchester in the darkness. And he's thinking, but I rate me cousin a bigger danger than Trevor Brinsden to a lot of people. But I've got him where I want him now. As soon as I show him the contents of this file. Slash uh, dossier. dossier. Yeah. <laughs> But as Roy arrived outside the shop, which Mecca had rented on the outskirts of Melchester, he says, darn it, the place is locked and empty. Of course it's locked and empty. It's a Saturday. It's like after 6pm. He's not going to be open for business. He's not living in the fucking shop. Fuck's sake. Uh, Roy thinks to himself, darn it, the place is locked and empty, but at least I've got his private address now. Fucking Roy. It's like you're managing a football club, right? You're chasing promotion. You've got a wife and ki- two kids, who one of whom has seriously got a lot of difficulties in terms of mental mm. health and learning, 
right? You've got also off the field problems with hooliganism and so forth. Why are you finding the time after a hard day's work to go and fucking pry into the business of your cousin, right? It just yeah. seems uh, maybe he's up to no good, maybe he isn't. But why don't you just get home to Penny and the kids, put your feet up and just fucking yeah. focus on your own life? Yeah, get your space age telly on what Jukes of Hazard. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell, unwind you cunt. She better fucking have recorded um, it as well, because she forgot last <laughs> week, and apparently Backy told me it was one of the funniest fucking episodes ever, because Bossop <laughs> got himself locked in a cell, right? <laughs> I mean, fuck knows how he's managed that, but, you know, that's the Duke boys for you. Anyway, Blackie has fucking recounted the entire episode to me, blow by blow. It was so boring, but, you know, once the cunt starts, it's hard to get him to stop. And all because Penny forgot to... She still doesn't know how to work that fucking Betamax I've brought home, right? It's not fucking rocket science. I've told her, read the fucking instructions. Blackie's description went on for an hour and a half. The episode's only 45 fucking minutes. (laughs) Apparently... Boss Hog got locked in his old cell and a crow flew off with the keys and dropped them down a downpipe and they couldn't find them. <laughs> and they only found them when there was a flood. Uh, meanwhile, the Dukes of Hazard, you know, the lads, they just fucking made hay while he was locked up by just doing loads and loads <laughs> of donuts in the police car park. <laughs> Jumping over ravines. Yeah. Said it were great. Causing fucking chaos they were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, a sound from the the distance. Ah, help me! Hello, he thinks someone in trouble by the sound of it. <laughs> and it's Fuck the sound's up. coming from an alley. Fuck <laughs> yeah. up. I'm fucking off home. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the inspector will turn up soon. Maybe he won't. Never yeah. mind. Probably some fucking um, drug addict anyway. Who cares? No, this, this is Roy Race. And he can't stop keeping his fucking beak out of stuff. Uh, the noise is coming from an alley and he goes to investigate he's, he's thinking funny the alley's deserted better take a look down the far end in case someone's lying injured <laughs> for example oh, <laughs> yeah Roy was well down the alley when the snarl of an engine rasped through the shadows and it's a motorbike and there's a dark figure on it in a black helmet they're wearing blue jeans uh, the front of the motorbike is green and this, they just say, that's far enough, race. Roy is backed up against the wall. You can see his shadow against the wall. He turns and he goes, what the? Obviously, you go, what the fuck? But they can't put that in a kid's comic. Um, and through the helmet, from about 20 feet away, this, this figure says, now let's see your tricky feet get you out of this. And the front wheel, Sam, is off the ground, which suggests that they are approaching at speed towards Roy. Fuck you now, wheeling at the cunt. Wheeling what a terrifying at the cunt. thing, yeah. someone to wheelie at you. And it's probably what's his name just, in it, uh, Barry. Who was the famous motorcyclist of the eight? Of Barry the, Sheen. It's fucking Barry Sheen stuff. This Barry Sheen, of course, was fifty percent uh, nuts and bolts by the time he died. Yeah, because he had so many parts of his body replaced. He's probably got an autobiography. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, so Roy just looks stunned. He's frozen to the spot. And underneath it just says, I mean, this is probably the most chilling thing I'd ever read, I think, at the time. It just yeah. says, is it the end of Roy of the Rovers? Whoa. I'm like, what? 
What? No, the what? Way. It can't no. end. No. How? No. Is it the end of Royal the Rovers? See next week. Well, all we'll That's say is see. we don't want to give you spoilers, but there are some more, quite a few more pages left in this book. Uh, if he does yeah. die from being wheelied to death, <laughs> by, wheelied through the fist, possibly by Barry Sheen. Right? Ah, oh, you've wheelied me, you cunt. There's no coming back from this. <laughs> um, it could be that they, the rest of it is just about things like his. The, the other chapters are just about Penny. And probably Ben yeah. Galloway sorting out his affairs. Bit of post-death admin. Yeah, yeah there's a, the there'll world. be a lot there's of admin dossiers. because he probably hasn't had a chance to put his affairs in order because he was still a young man, yeah. didn't expect to die yeah, anytime soon. Uh, Blackie, yeah, yeah. as he'd, uh, he'd been overheard in the feathers a week earlier, saying, Blackie, I fully expect to live forever. That's the thing. <laughs> People say, Racy, have you made your will? And I go, no point. I fully expect <laughs> to be the first human in the history of the world to live Humans. to live forever. Ah, I'll make you right, boy. If anyone could do it, it's you. <laughs> I believe in you, boy. <laughs> the thing is, Bucky, so, um, the thing about mortality is it's all about positive mindset. It's all in your mind, isn't it? Right. A lot of these cunts, I hear them, they're negative people. They're planning for death, making, making wills, right, expecting to die. Not me. I get up every morning thinking to... I don't feel lucky to be alive because I know I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> I'm going to bring out an LP next year which is full of mind tricks and games that you can do. It's going to be called Think Yourself Forever. <laughs> think you, Or maybe Think Yourself Immortal. I haven't decided yet, <laughs> right? But either way, I'm going, to, I'm going to reveal to people the secret of eternal life just through <laughs> thinking positive and not being a fucking moping bastard. I mean, look at me. I've been playing football for 25 years at the top level. I haven't aged a day. <laughs> Fucking magic. I've just got more handsome. And that's all up here, see? Thinking myself handsome. <laughs> Think yourself handsome. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the follow-up album. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Mark's at a 10 for that. 10. That's a 10 for me. 10. That's it, an absolute mainly 10. Mainly because it's got a private detective and a man doing a wheelie up a dark alley, which are two yeah. things I look for in literally any story. And there was no football in it. It's yeah, what we want, better. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, we'll find out what happens, whether he gets wheelie through the face or whether he goes on to live another day. Yeah, uh, really so getting, it's really heating up now, dickheads. Yeah. TTFN, dickheads. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 